This is Larry Bertrand welcoming you to another session of Explore the Bible series. We're beginning our first lesson in the book of Hosea, the prophet Hosea. This lesson is scheduled for October 16th, 2022. God offers grace to people even when they are unfaithful to Him. Memory verse for this week is Hosea chapter 2, verse 23. I will plant her for myself in the land. I will show my love to the one I called not my loved one. I will say to those called not my people, you are my people, and they will say, you are my God. So the passage for this week is Hosea chapter 1, verses 2 through 9, and then we skip over to chapter 3, a short chapter, verses 1 through 5. We'll notice how God offers grace to people even when they are unfaithful to him. We'll contrast Hosea's marriage to Gomer with the Israelites' attitudes and actions, and we'll focus on how Hosea's relationship with Gomer mirrors God's relationship with Israel. We hope also to emphasize that all people can return to God knowing they will find forgiveness and restoration. So we have heard, if if you're like me, you've attended many, many wedding ceremonies and I myself as a minister have conducted and officiated in many ceremonies and the most traditional vow says, I, either the bride or groom, uh, take you to be my wedded wife or husband, to have and a hold from this day forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poor, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish till death do us part according to God's holy ordinance. And thereto I pledge you my love or The old English would say, I pledge you my troth. (laughs) Today, we begin a study of the book of Hosea and see his call to act uh, obediently in response to God's direction for his life. Hosea is directed by God to demonstrate his faithfulness to him by marrying an unfaithful bride. Now, if you want to get a a good background video, uh, go to the Bible Project slash Hosea and watch a wonderful video that gives you an outline of this book. So as we look at the context of Hosea chapters 1, 2, and 3, the first verse in the book 
indicates God called Hosea to be his prophet. So it's during the reign of Uzziah, king of Judah, his ministry continues through the reign of Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, and also the the kings of Judah. His ministry lasted for a period of about 30 to 40 years. Hosea's ministry also occurred during the reign of Jeroboam II, the, the only king of the northern kingdom that's mentioned. It's mentioned in Hosea chapter 1, verse 1. Hosea's ministry was focused mainly on the northern kingdom. Uh, this may indicate that the message of this book uh, concentrated on Israel during Jeroboam's reign. So the Lord's first words to Hosea were unusual. God told Hosea to go marry a woman of promiscuity. Such women uh, appeared to have been in great number during his day. God apparently told Hosea to uh, to do this uh, for two reasons. First, God, as God's messenger, Hosea would be able to better understand the message God gave him to communicate to Israel. And second, Hosea's marriage served as a living example of what was happening between God and Israel. The Lord's message to Israel was to be both audible as he spoke it and visual as he lived. Hosea married Gomer, and Gomer had three children whose names represent the divine judgments God was pronouncing on Israel. We'll look at the names and their meanings more specifically as we get into the passage. So in his mercy and grace, God promised one day to restore Israel. And once again, Israel would be his people. Israel had been unfaithful to the Lord, but the Lord promised to take Israel back as Hosea took back his wife, uh, though she forfeited the right uh, to Hosea for Hosea to love her. So let me remind you that uh, the book of Hosea is considered a minor prophet, not because it is less important than the other prophets, but because of its length in comparison to the books of the major prophets. So God directed Hosea to marry a, a unreputable woman, which he did. And though Hosea's marriage, uh, through Hosea's marriage, God details the ruin and disaster that would occur to Israel because of its sin. So we look at the first section, Hosea chapter 
1, verse 2 through 7, and we'll see God's directions to Hosea. Verse 2, so when the Lord began to speak through Hosea, the Lord said to him, go marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So he married Gomer, the daughter of Dihem, and she conceived and bore him a son. Then the Lord said to Hosea, Call him, this first son, Jezreel, because I will soon punish the house of Jehu for the massacre at Jezreel, and I will put an end to the kingdom of Israel. In that day, I will break Israel's vow in the valley of Jezreel. Gomer conceived again and gave birth to a daughter. Then the Lord said to Hosea, call her Lo-Ruhamah, which means not loved, for I will no longer show love to Israel. That I should, that I should, at all, forgive them. Yet I will show love to Judah, and I will save them, not by bow or sword or battle or horses or horsemen, but I, the Lord. Their God will save them. So we see wife and children and lands referred to here. Um, it symbolizes a perverse idolatry. The NIV uses three different English terms for this woman and the land they were promiscuous, they were adulterous, they were guilty of unfaithfulness, uh, and it renders the single Hebrew term that describes Hosea's wife. So chapter 1, verse 2 says she was a promiscuous woman. Uh, other prophets use the term uh, translated here Promiscuous, they used it in a figurative way uh, to parallel its uh, usage here in Hosea. But in marriage, in a marriage covenant, the practice of adultery by a spouse is an extreme form of unfaithfulness. So in Israel's covenant with God, idolatry is an extreme form of unfaithfulness uh, on the part of his, quote, bride, his people, his church, as we see in the New Testament. So um, a marriage covenant uh, required fidelity, and likewise, 
the Mosaic Covenant begins with the requirement to have no other gods, and it prohibits making an image from the form of anything. So promiscuity or adultery or uh, prostitution, in similar terms, connote idolatry and polytheism uh, in the Old Testament and the New Testament. But we apply such language to Hosea's wife, children, and indeed the whole land of Israel. The reason is that everyone in Israel was being affected by idolatry in one way or another. In other words, any woman Hosea marries and any children he has uh, will have the potential of being tainted by the ubiquitous idolatry that already tainted everyone in the northern in northern Israel. It is not sexual immorality, but spiritual unfaithfulness that is in view here, and it is widespread nature. It's we see in chapter. 8, verse 27, all Israel, no, excuse me, Judges 8, 27, all Israel prostituted themselves. It symbolizes that, that what God commands Hosea to do, to go marry a woman, a prostitute. So we see in verses 4 through 9, three unpleasant children's <laughs> Names it, it predicts judgment. God commanded that all the all three children receive abnormal, or if you will, negative names uh, that were unusual, <laughs> unusual names in this culture. So that uh, when they when people met them, they would likely ask about. The reason for these unusual names. Where did you get that name? They would ask. And they would learn from those names about God's plans for Israel via the enactment prophecy, an effective way of spreading the message throughout Hosea's homeland. So we see in verse 4 and 5, the enactment prophecy continues with the symbolic naming of the first child, the the name Jezreel, which means God scattered, recalls the location of a great slaughter of Israel's past uh, and predicts that an even greater one in the future, uh, the predicted slaughter will be fulfilled in the Assyrian conquest of northern Israel in the year 722 B.C. So their second child, a girl, also gets a symbolic negative name, Lo-Ruhama, which means (laughs) not loved. The statement 
for I will no longer show love to Israel, predicts God's coming rejection of the northern of northern Israel for the idolatry and overall covenant unfaithfulness. That rejection will spare Judah. That rejection will spare Judah, which survived by God's grace another century and a half until the year 586 B.C. when it's taken into captivity into Babylon. Note how the meaning of the names related to God's relate to God's concerns and plans for his people. God gave birth to a third child, and the child carried a name that uh, classified God's relationship with Israel. So we see in Hosea chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, it gives the name of one more child. After she had weaned Loharuhama, Gomer had another child, a son. Then the Lord said, call him Lo-Ami, which means not my people. For you are not my people, and I am not your God. Let me read Exodus 6, 7, which gives us a context for this statement. Here we see it says, I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who brought you out from the land of the yoke of the Egyptians. So let me point out that through the birth of Hosea's third child, God revealed that Israel was no longer keeping the covenant. And it called to question their identity as his children. Uh, He reversed the covenantal language that I just read in Exodus and we see also in the book of Leviticus. So looking at the Bible knowledge commentary, we see verses eight and nine, that the third child, a son, was named Loami, which means not my people. But in the ancient covenant formula, God declared, I will Walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. We see that in Leviticus. But no, but now the relationship was to be severed. The last clause of Hosea, the last clause of Hosea, I am not your God, is really I am. I am, I, is literally, and I am not, I am to you. (laughs) So let me read that again. And I am not, I am to you. The statement probably 
alludes to God's words to Moses. Remember, he said, I am who I am. And so here, God's saying, I am not I am any longer to you. So this is what you say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. We see that in Exodus. But here, I am, which closely related to the divine name Yahweh, pointed to God as a covenant Lord of Israel who watches over and delivers his people. However, through Lo-Ami, the Lord announced that Israel would no longer experience his special saving presence. Wow, what an indictment to his people. So as we look at this third section, God directed Hosea to take Gomer back. Can you believe this? Even though she was now involved with another man, Hosea was to do this as an illustration of God's love for Israel. So restoration is sought, and we watch for God's next directions for Hosea. This is a short chapter, verses chapter five, uh, uh, chapter three, verses one through five. The Lord said to me, "Go show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites." Uh, though they return to other gods and love the sacred raisin cakes. So he bought her for 15 shekels of silver and about an omer of and a half of letek of barley. Then he told her, you're to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any other man, and I will be I will behave behave the same way toward you. For the Israelites will live many days without king or prince, without sacrifice or sacred stones without ephod or household goods. Afterward, the Israelites will return and seek the Lord their God and David their king. They will come trembling to the Lord and to his and to his blessings in the last days. Apparently Gomer left Hosea after the birth of the third child to go after uh, one of her lovers. And perhaps she had sold herself into slavery. The Lord spoke about Hosea, telling him to demonstrate grace and love uh, to Gomer yet again, even though she had 
turned her back to Hosea and their marriage. He was to to do this to show how God loved, uh, continued to love the unfaithful Israelites. So looking at notes in the Life Application Bible, it says, this short chapter pictures Uh, The nation's exile and return. Israel would experience a time of purification in the foreign land, but God would but God would still love the people and would be willing to accept them back. God commanded Hosea to show the same forgiving spirit to Gomer. And although Hosea had good reason uh, to divorce Gomer, he he was told to buy her back and to love her. So we see in verse 1, God asked Hosea to do something almost unthinkable, to buy back his adulteress, unrepentant wife, and to continue to love her. When those who knew about Gomer's adultery heard Hosea's, uh, Hosea say that God loved idolatrous Israel as much as Hosea loved Gomer, they must have been amazed. But people had heard God's word many times, but they felt the impact of those words when they saw when they saw them acted out in Hosea's merciful love for his wife. Apparently, Gomer was on her own for a time. Uh, Needing to support herself, she she must have either sold herself into slavery or uh, become the mistress of another man. In either case, Hosea had to pay to get her back, although that required the required amount was uh, pitifully small. Gomer was no longer worth much to anyone except to Gomer, but he loved her just as God loved Israel. And no matter how low we sink, God will buy us back to redeem us, to lift us up again. So we see in verse 3, after this, Gomer is no longer mentioned in the book of Hosea. This is explained in chapter chapter 3 verse 4 God uh, Gomer's isolation showed how God would deal with northern Israel the northern kingdom it is dangerous to rebel against God if he were ever to be uh, ever to withdraw his love and mercy we would be without hope. And so aren't we glad that God continues to show his love and mercy. 
Verse 4 shows us that God would separate the Israelites from uh, the treasured idolatrous practices, uh, the sacrifice and the pillars and the priests mentioned uh, were those used for idol worship. And the priests served uh, the idols, and the idols were household goods which were directly forbidden uh, for God's people. So in verse 4 and 5, the northern kingdom had rebelled against David's dynasty and had taken uh, Jeroboam as their king. The rebellion was both pra- political and religious. At that time, they reverted back to the worship of gold idols. David's descendant, the king, refers to the time of the Messiah's rule when all people will bow before him in humility and submission. Those who won't accept Christ, his blessing, now will face the powerful and his power and judgment later. How much better is it to love and follow Christ now than to face his angry judgment later? So like Hosea, who came to the slave market for Gomer, God came to those enslaved in sin. So restoration did not begin with Gomer seeking Hosea, but it began with Hosea when Hosea proved his love by going to a place of humiliation to redeem his bride. So through Jesus, God demonstrated his love by ransoming us from the wages of our sin and setting us free from our past. Well, some wonderful applications in this passage. Believers should remain faithful to God in all areas of their lives. Second application, believers are to carry faithfully the qualities of the Father. And finally, all people can return to God knowing that we will find forgiveness and restoration. So today, offer a a sentence prayer thanking God for his faithfulness to you and me. It's a great new song, anthem, if you will, by Chris Tomlin, our our uh, adult choir sang it on the mission trip and have sung it at Tallywood a number of times. It's entitled, Is He Worthy? Do you feel the world is broken? We do. Do you feel the shadows deepening? deepen? We do. Do you know that all the dark won't stop the light from shining through? We do. Do you wish that you could see it all made new? 
we do is all creation groaning it is 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 a new creation coming it is is the glory of the lord to be the light within our midst it is is it good that we remind ourselves of this it is and then the questions is anyone worthy is anyone whole is anyone able to break the seal and open the scroll the lion of judah who conquered the grave he is david's root and lamb who died to ransom the slave is is he worthy is he worthy of all blessing and honor and glory is he worthy of this he is pray with me god you are worthy of our praise and worship we recognize that we live in a broken world and the only hope is jesus christ our savior our messiah we yield to him today thank you that just as hosea was willing to take gomer back you take us back even in our sin thank you in jesus name Amen.